Welcome to another episode of It's a Book Thing, a book lover's podcast. I'm Kaylee, and today I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Kaylee's dad, a.k.a. (laughs) Yes, my dad. And today we're going to be discussing, um, we're calling it a World's Collide episode, where we discuss the magic in different books. Yeah, it's been a little while since we since we made a podcast. Do you want to update everybody what we've been doing? Um, well, we've been well, we've been reading a bit and some of the books I've been reading are I started the new Tale of Magic book um from Chris Colfer. It's kind, it's kind of a prequel to his series A Land of Stories. A Tale of Sorcery is this one? Yeah, and I've been re- and I've already read the first two and um you've read the first two, right? Yeah, we listened to both of them on audiobook actually. It's a really good while you're in the car lesson. I think I think I've heard Chris Colfer's voice on car rides more than almost any other human. Yeah, it's really fun to listen to them in the car because we used to drive a lot because we would like go somewhere and we just drive for like 12 hours straight. Yeah, a lot of road trips. Chris Colfer road trips. Yeah, and so it was really nice to be able to listen to those books. Yep. I read... um, I read a book called The Thousand Deaths of Arter Ben. Oh, that sounds interesting. What was it was about? really it was really interesting. Um it's I've been into like sci-fi and fantasy heist books. So like, you know, Lord of the Rings meets Ocean's Eleven style. And there's actually a lot of them out there. Um this one I I think it's a great book. One of the funny things is they make all these magical items out of uh hardened dragon poop. So it's called grit. So the dragon fries its poop and then they go and process it into different kinds of magic that make you jump higher or suspend in midair or all of these different things, which it it took a little while for me to get used to the idea that they were talking about dragon poop. (laughs) It's fun. I feel like books can be really quirky sometimes, which is one of the great things about it. I actually read a heist book, a like fantasy heist book a little bit ago. It was um, The Children of the Fox, I think, Mm. and it was really interesting. It was just about a heist and a bunch of other people. It was very interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. I also read The uh, the Clockwork Boys, which was really a really good, really good book. Um, It was... Similar vein, like suicide mission, but set in like fantasy. Um, you know, there's some demon possession stuff in it. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Mine's kind of like a toned down middle grade fantasy version of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Last week was also an exciting week because everybody got their Spotify rap. Oh yeah, that was really fun. We also got an anchor rap. Yep. Which was great. Apparently, 12 people had us as their top listen to podcast, which is really great. That is. That's exciting. Thank you, whoever you are out there who listen to us and only us. Yeah. Or <laughs> just a lot of us, which is really great. Thank you so much. Yep. Um, Kaylee, an exciting fact about Kaylee is that she listened to one song 993 times last year. It, it was amazing, and I'm there, like, 100, like, they have, like, 17 million follow- listeners. They're Lord. I love Lord. Her stuff is fantastic, especially her first two albums. And I'm in, like, her top 170 out of 17 million followers. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of zeros 
after the decimal point before you got to the one. That's where that's where Kaylee was, was at. And apparently I listened to, um, I was in the top 95% of listeners in America on Spotify. Yep. Listen to more Overall, than 95%. Yep. yep. And for the 15th straight year, Pearl Jam was my top <laughs> listened to band. No shocker to anybody who was around me. Uh, for any length of time. I've heard it. <laughs> I've also made you listen to Lord. That's true. A lot. Yeah, I was worried she was going to be in my Spotify rap. Uh, well, she might have been. <laughs> I think her like cover was like shown mm. at some point. Mm. Yeah, so before this becomes a Lord podcast, which at any moment it could with Kaylee, uh, you think we should get into our Worlds Collide? Yeah, um, I'm excited to get into it. Do you want to start? Sure. Uh, first, we're going to talk about kind of the unique ways that magic works in some books that we love and, you know, why we find that interesting, you know, what the differences are and which ones we kind of like and what we would change about them if we could. Um, you know, as always, we'll we'll start with some Harry Potter magic. Yeah, I feel like their magic is really unique and it can be sort of similar to a lot of magic. It's like it's spells, you cast the spells, you learn the spells, mm-hmm. but it also has Latin roots in a lot of the spells or like if not all Yeah, where it's Latin words and stuff. And it kind of makes me wonder if they learned Latin in like had a class on Latin could invent their own spells. Yeah, that's interesting. I bet Severus Snape figured that out. Yeah, at some point he probably did and then didn't tell Yeah, me. I think... So, in Harry Potter, it seems like almost anybody could become a wizard. It seems genetic in some way. Um, and then it seems like just for all of the the school lovers out there, it seems like the way to become a great wizard is practice and reading and studying and those sort of things. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, like, I wonder what you practice, like, what makes it so doing the spell over and over again makes it, like, makes you better at it. Like, I don't know, I'm kind of curious about how that works. Enunciation, inflection, some little wand flourishing. Yeah, I just, I wonder what they tell you in the books that, like, makes it super important. Like, I wonder what, it's like, is there this... I don't know. It's just Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you think do you think wizards homeschool? Um, probably a few of them, or if like not a lot, because I mm. don't, because I don't know about a lot of different wizard in schools. Because you hear about like one, it seems in England, because you don't hear about any other, and like two more that were invited to do the. The Triwizard Tournament? Yes, the Triwizard Tournament. I'm sorry, I blanked on the name for a minute. Yep. And so I wonder how many other schools there Durmstrang will be. Durmstrang and Bulbathon. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I wonder what, like, if you don't get, like, a letter to Hogwarts, is there, like, some... Do you think everyone just gets a letter if you're in England? I don't know. Yeah. Hold it's on. just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of emphasis on kind of the academic side in Harry Potter. But in, in like, Percy Jackson, it seems like the magic is more limited in scope. Where in, in, in Harry Potter, you can kind of learn spells across many disciplines. In Percy Jackson, it seems like you kind of have innate, specific magic that's related to the god or goddess that you're a child of. Yeah, and some of these you don't really know about at first, but you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, 
and it's definitely linked to like who your parent is you get like some abilities based on them like percy can breathe underwater percy is the main character um and he is the son of poseidon um just so everyone's yep. clear and he can like he feels more powerful underwater yeah which can be like are they like somehow do they get more powerful when they are connected to like the element that their mm-hmm. um parent is yeah that's actually one of my favorite conceits of magic is when it's connected to the natural world in some way i think those are the one when there's stories like that that's when it makes me feel like the magic is more real when it like comes from the earth or specific parts of the earth and people who are magical can kind of draw upon it. I, th- I always think of um, Tiffany Aching from Discworld, you know, with the Knack Mac Fiegels. Oh, yes, I remember that book. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of really good descriptions about how her magic came from the place where she was from. And that's what made her powerful. And I really I really enjoy that idea that you can just tap into the earth and, yeah. and pull it out. I think that makes for good magic. And it also can make more sense than some other magics where it can be less explained. Do you think that the magic in Harry Potter is well explained? Yeah, I, it's it's very specific, right? Like, it's not really explained where it comes from, per se, right? Like, it's... It's not really like an energy, right? It's not like, you know, in Star Wars, the Force are like essentially space wizards, right? Force wielders. Um, But there's a lot of lore about like how that happens. And so I think in Harry Potter, how you use magic and how it works is very well defined, probably better than most stories. But I think it's kind of origin is left kind of unspoken, yeah, I think that's true, and, like, how it originally, like, came to be. hmm It's just interesting to think about, and yeah. I guess you can, like, just come up with why you think it is. It just can be kind of annoying for some people when they're like, why yeah. and how does it happen? Yeah, a story that where the, the origins of everything are really well explained is The Lord of the Rings, where Tolkien wrote essentially the Bible, the Cimmerillion, that is the entire history from creation of of Middle Earth and beyond Middle Earth, right? Middle Earth being just a small part of the known universe in in Lord of the Rings and the events of the Lord of the Rings being a very small slice of the Cimmerillion, um, which I think is is pretty interesting. Um, but magic magic in the Lord of the Rings is not really for everybody. It's actually really limited. Yeah, it's definitely, like, you have a sense that magic isn't, like, one of the main sources. Like, in Harry Potter, like, magic is, like, the main part of the book. Magic is, like, it's a, like, a large amount of people. Whereas in The Lord of the Rings, it feels like it's a small part. And Gandalf can't, like, do huge amounts of things. He can't, like, solve all of their problems by, like, blasting firewalls at something. Right, yeah. Like, like Gandalf very rarely, the only wizard... In kind of the main part, you know, Sauron was in there, but we don't get a lot of FaceTime with Sauron. Um, but the the magic seems to be more like lore and wisdom, right? 
rather than like spells and and fireballs like like you were describing yeah it definitely feels like lord of the rings magic is it's not all that it's meant to be like it's like how is the magic it's like this it's kind of like this secret that's kind of hiding in shadows and like you think you can see it like it's off in the corner it's not really talked about directly per se and there's some ideas of magic like the ring kind of influences people to the level of their own station right so for Gollum, it makes him do like mean things and steal stuff didn't he murder someone at some point? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. so he murdered somebody to get the ring as the origin story. But, like, he uses the ring to do kind of these petty things where, like, Gandalf was afraid that he would take the ring and he would become, like, Sauron, right? Because the ring has that much power. But its influence on Gollum is in a different kind of way. And so it's it's kind of ambiguous, I think, right? And... You know, the story's not really about magic, where Harry Potter is definitively about magic. And Percy Jackson kind of cuts through the middle there, right? It's not definitively about magic. Yeah. But there's a lot of magic in it. Like, you could say, like, the Greek gods are, like, magical, but it's not quite a magic thing. It's, like, they possess a type of magic, but it's not what it's solely about. Yeah. Yeah, and to circle back to... The Chris Colfer stories, like Tale of Magic, Tale of Witchcraft, Tale of Sorcery. Like, I I really enjoy how magic is manifest in those books as well. It's a little more playful, right? But it does show kind of like the multiple sides of magic, where like magic can be used for good and growth, but it can also be used for decay. And um, for the for the witches that manifest in like their their physical attributes change when they use damaging spells, which I found to be interesting. I really enjoy that the difference between fairies and witches isn't, like, mainly, like, you're born one way and you can only use one type of magic. I like that it's, like, you kind of influence what you are a little bit and you yeah. can kind of decide more. Like, Lucy, like, she's, like, kind of on either side of it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so... Next thing we thought we'd do is maybe invent some of our own magical spells. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Yeah, we were kind of talking about um, spells we would use around the house, right? Because not, nothing is more tedious than, like, cleaning, right? And, so and sometimes bad. you just want to petrify your little brother, I've heard. Ah, that would be so nice. <laughs> like a silencing spell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? It starts with muff. Muffliard. Muffaletto or something? I, I think I think Muffaletto is actually like a sandwich or something. <laughs> oh, that... um, yeah, so we were just kind of trying to think of like some interesting spells um, that we would use or invent if we knew Latin and spell making. Yeah, it just would be so nice to be like, you know those days when you just like you know you need to like go into the kitchen and like clean up all the pans and clean up the entire kitchen and you really just wish you could just wave your wand and everything would be clean do you remember do you remember what happened in the sorcerer's apprentice when mickey tried to do that no all the brooms came to life and basically drowned the whole house i remember like the book and like and then he like kind of 
chopped the brooms with um yeah and made more of them (laughs) (laughs) but in this spell yeah so this spell isn't gonna go haywire and i'm not gonna be mad when you're done using it um you'll be the first one to experiment so you can't yell at anyone but yourself okay okay i got it (laughs) i got it um one of the spell ideas i thought of is like you know when you're out and you have like a really good idea for a story but you're not in a position to write it down. If you could like do a spell that would take your thoughts and put it in like a journal or a notebook or something. I feel like that would be great, especially since sometimes I have a hard time like writing my thoughts down. Honestly, though, I have more trouble saying my thoughts than just writing it down. Like when you're like writing a story, it's so easy to be like, and this is how everything works. But when I try to explain it to someone, I'm like, um, well, basically it's just, um. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also get to edit things when you're when you're writing yeah yeah when you're talking or when you're podcasting sometimes you say a turn of phrase and you're like eh, i wish i could have done that a little bit differently yeah. it happened just a minute ago when i was talking about muffaletto sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> um oh you had a you had a really interesting one um, I had an idea to do, like, a hologram spell, like, to be able to kind of show your ideas, so you could, like, sometimes when you have a trouble visualizing something, and it's really difficult, but if you could just, like, make something, like, I'm not great at drawing, like, I'm not really good at it, and if I could just, like, kind of project an image of what I'm thinking, I could use that, that would be so great. Like, you could make, like, a map of, like, your fantasy world yeah. in your head, and you could, like, refer to it instead of having to draw a really bad one. Right. Or I could make a hologram of a muffaletto sandwich so everybody would know what I was talking about. <laughs> Is that a really sandwich? I don't even know. I'm going to Google it when we're done here. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, I... What other... Are there any other ones that you can think of that you'd be interested in? Well, I feel like... Mm. I feel like one really nice one would be, A, to be able to watch your dreams again. So, like, you know when you have a dream and you have, like, an oh, idea that, and then you're interesting. like, I have no idea. I mean, technically, if you watch your dream, you'd be like, what the heck? I think you'd be really, <laughs> really confused. Yeah. But, Whenever you're remembering a dream, you're, like, remembering, like, one specific moment of it. And, again, it's kind of like... It's, it's like blurry. fading and blurry, yeah. But one thing, another thing like that would be like if you're able to influence your dreams, like you don't like immediately wake mm. up. But like, I know like apparently some people like realize when they're in the dream and then they can be like, yeah. I can influence it. I've never really been able to do that. But if you could and like you could kind of control your dream, that would be so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could use one spell from Harry Potter, if you could just learn one spell. Or one magical curse or jinx or any of that. What Which one would you do? Oh, my gosh. I know which one I would do. Okay, why don't you say it first? Because I do not know. I, I, would, I would apparate. I would apparate from here to work and from work to here. And I'd save myself three hours a day. Well, so when you're saying you learned this, are you going to say you've learned it so well that you don't really have to practice? And it's like you can do side May- apparition as well? Ooh, side along apparition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I could probably do that after a while, yeah. I think you should just be like, okay, if I get to learn one spell, I'm gonna do it well and I'm just going to so yeah. you don't lose parts of yourself. I'm gonna be the best of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the spell for me too. I'm not gonna splinch. Yeah, I do not want that to happen to me. That's the spell you would you, you would do too? Well, I mean maybe if there's a spell I just 
I mean, some of them are great in Harry Potter, like being able to unlock doors in Harry Potter. That's great, but in real life, it's like I don't know. How frequently do you come across doors that are locked <laughs> that you want to get into, Kaylee? Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a, an aspiring cat burglar? No, I don't think that's going to be helpful in my life. <laughs> and like being able to like freeze people doesn't seem like something I should do. I mean, maybe if I did it to my brother, but I feel like I'd get in trouble. You would abuse that spell, and then you'd be in trouble all the time. Yep, it wouldn't be great. <laughs> and you'd be like, where's Brandon? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. You He's can... definitely not frozen on the floor in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to be right back, and then I want to know, like, anything to, like, unfreeze You don't know the reverse him. spell? You just throw a blanket over him? <laughs> Isn't this unfortunate? <laughs> But, like, Apparati would be great because I could go anywhere. Plus, like, you know, places like San Francisco and, like, New York and, like, just, uh, like, Germany. Like, you've wanted to go to Germany. You could go to the Lord of the Rings thing in New Zealand. Can you operate that far? I don't know if you learn it well, maybe. I don't know. That seems dangerous. I, I don't know. We're pretending that you know really well. Okay. You do it well, really well. I'm going to start from here to work. And that'll be good enough if that's all I can do. Sure. But we're pretending, so let's say you could. Wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? Yes, that would be quite amazing. Yeah. All right. And then the last thing we were going to talk about was um, who would win in a fight between the main the main wizards. I, I guess Dumbledore's not really the main wizard in Harry Potter. Eh, he's main enough. He's probably the best wizard. Yeah, or at least one of the best. Dumbledore versus Gandalf. Ding, ding, ding. They're just, like, very similar sometimes, and so... But there's spells They're similar that they're obtuse, and they don't reveal things, and they're they're, secretive. And they're kind of ridiculous in the way they talk to people. Yes. And they're like, what do you think, Harry? Be like, can you just tell me for once? Right. Yeah, but in, like, just a straight fight. So, we see them both fight in the movies one time. We see Gandalf fight Soromon, and we see uh, Voldemort versus Dumbledore. The Voldemort versus Dumbledore one was really cool. Yes, it's way more spectacular. Magic in Harry Potter is way more spectacular, where in Lord of the Rings it was like basically two old guys waving (laughs) sticks at each other, and sometimes they flew around. That was like pretty much the extent of it. And one guy grabbed the other guy's stick, and that was the end of the fight. (laughs) Yeah, you really keep your stick away. <laughs> you have one job. Don't lose that stick. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty cool wizard fight, but mm. it pales in comparison to Dumbledore Voldemort. <laughs> yes. I, I just think, like, you don't really see Gandalf fight with magic, really. Yeah, it's more like a... Yeah, there's In the much. book, it's even less so. It's like cleverness. It's like with, yeah. the, like, trolls or... yeah whatever and it was like let there be light or something and then they froze. yeah it was most like cleverness yeah so like where i think that like maybe dumbledore wouldn't be as good on an epic quest because yeah. i don't know about his like horseback riding and sword fighting skills uh, uh maybe you just wave a wand at them yeah it could be i i think because magic is more specifically realized in Harry Potter, I would probably go with Dumbledore in a duel. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of confused by how magic really works. (laughs) In Lord of the Rings, it's like sometimes they use it, sometimes they don't. I'm not quite sure what the spells are. Yeah, I mean, 
Gandalf did defeat a Bullrock, though. That was pretty impressive. It was. But he used a sword a lot. And it was, like, logic. It was like, I'm gonna crack the bridge. It's not like he, like, blasted him or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess he could stab Dumbledore <laughs> with a sword. It doesn't seem to be within the rules, though. Yeah, also, I don't think we've ever decided if the shielding charm just, like, works for spells or mm. if it would also be, like not able to be hit with a sword yeah i don't know so you think uh you think dumbledore probably yeah i think dumbledore i like gandalf a lot more though i know dumbledore can be really annoying at times and he um wasn't always the greatest person yeah and i like ian mckellen as an actor he's so great he's a great actor i mostly just know him from um from lord of the rings yeah and i saw him once in x-men yeah, once in X Men. <laughs> that was an interesting movie. Needed yeah. more backstory, needed more character development, but you know. Anyway, all right. Well, that uh, that was a lot of fun. It was. I really enjoyed that. It's fun to talk about magic. Well, magic is really great. Yeah, it's a core component to the stories that we love. Yeah, a lot of fantasy books use it. Like, fantasies. I definitely wish I could do some type of magic. Yeah, even to just clean the dishes. If even to just clean the dishes. Oh, that would be so amazing. I like just ask you for when you're lazy and be like, I don't want to do oh, it. Or, or, oh, I've got one. Something to clean up all the hops here in the house. Oh my God. Yeah. Just like a, like a magnet. Yeah. Hobbs um, is our dog and he's um, named after Calvin and Hobbs. Yep. Our other dog is Pippin. Named after Lord of the Rings. Pippin. <laughs> yep. And his personality weirdly fits. Yep. So well. Yep. All right. Well, great. Yeah, it's been really fun. This has been a book club. It's a book thing, a book lover's podcast. Bye.